Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello everybody, it's Chris here. Welcome to your first extended lockdown Homo Sapiens Extra. During coronavirus and lockdown, we're going to be making Homo Sapiens Extra episodes a bit longer to give us time to talk about what we've been up to in lockdown and more importantly, what you have all been up to in lockdown. We've got wonderful messages from all of you, so thank you and please keep them coming. And the schedule for this season will be one episode a week. So one week we'll have a Homo Sapiens interview episode and then the following week we'll have a Homo Sapiens Extra where we read your emails and thoughts about that interview. This Homo Sapiens Extra coming up is all your thoughts and feedback on the Stephen Fry interview, plus all the things we know and love from Homo Sapiens Extra, like Wormhole of the Week. So without further ado, here it is, Homo Sapiens Extra. Who wishes they'd bought shares in Zoom before this covid Oh my god. Zoom's the new kale. (laughs) Here's um here's the dilly. Uh this is Homo sapiens extra. This is your first one, Alan. I'm so excited. (laughs) I'll be gentle. Shall I I show you the robes? Please do. So this is where we read um everybody's uh emails and messages that we've had. Good and bad. Because we're not a censoring kind of place. No. Um, we so also should we, say where, should we say where we are and what a technological miracle it is that this is happening? Um, or are we pretending to be in the same place? No, no, no. We're not pretending anything. We're not even in the same place right now. We're looking at each other. On Zoom. Zoom. <laughs> we're doing this on Zoom. I'm finding it quite disconcerting because I, I can hear you through my headphones, but I can't quite get my head around the fact that you're not in the same room with me. It's a bit weird. I'll get over um, it, bitch. Uh, and yes, yeah, so I'm in the cut. Alan, I just like to say thanks for your support. <laughs> I uh, I'm in the Catskill Mountains of New York, uh, in my in a cabin self-isolating no less luscious i'm isolating in isolation and you it's so funny i can see there's a you're in your country cottage and there's a beam right behind your head it looks like you've got a big pole sticking out of your head see looks like i'm wearing a fascinator doesn't it did you take a photo we should probably take a photo i did well done because um yeah so these are our little lockdown catch-ups so that uh so these are happening during lockdown is what I'm trying to say, people. Lie. Um, and um, 
some other uh like an air steward i'll give you some other details um yes. towards the back we we on homo sapiens extra we give away a t-shirt to our favorite review of the week homo sapiens Ooh. t-shirt not a jumper too expensive um <laughs> we do uh, we traditionally do wormhole of the week and we are also introducing a new segment in honor of our newest co-host alan uh what's your middle name don't have a middle name don't have go, a middle name don't coming. Don't go there. It was years of therapy. Don't oh, have a shit. Name. Couldn't be bothered. Beep, beep. Reversing out of that. <laughs> uh, Alan Cumming, we are doing Anecdote Roulette, where you, dear listeners, tell us the name of somebody, and Alan has to see if he has a anecdote about them. I posted it on Instagram earlier, oh, and no, I, I just said... Just one up, I suppose. I could just do this lie. Well, exactly. And then... I, and, I never lie. I can never tell a lie, like George Washington. Yes, exactly. And Donald Trump, apparently. Oh, he's never lied. That's about it for the instruction manual element of uh, the show. Can I have my warm nuts now, please? Your warm n- <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I like that. Um, absolutely. It's been quite a few plain analogies. I'm going to move on. Um, so. I want a t-shirt. <laughs> well, you've got a t-shirt and you've got a sweater. I've got both, yes. And I'm modelling them on alancoming.com forward slash shop where you can oh. buy them. Which brings me to our final point that, dearest listeners, you can buy your own Homo sapiens t-shirts and your own Homo sapiens jumpers from the website Alan has just mentioned. Or if you've got any sense, go to (laughs) everpress.com forward slash Homo sapiens. And it's only on there for 30 days, probably 28 days left. So you've got to act now. You know, this is the thing. It's not going to happen. It's not going to be on there forever. Why? Because because they do it in 30 day cycles and then you can extend it. But we always just say That's another reason I don't like it. If we did it on alancoming.com forward slop slash forward slop forward <laughs> slash shop all the time. We don't do things just by the month. We are there forever. We're there for the long haul. It's right. In it forever. How is your lockdown going, Alan? Tell me more. Tell me something about that first. Um, I'm really enjoying it, I have to say. I mean, it's uh, obviously a terrible thing and it's uh, horrifying to see what's happening and the ineptitude of the the leader of this country that I'm in America and just what a dreadful mess it all is and how there's these kind of oh anger and fear being used even in this as a political tool even in this uh, you know pandemic but I'm up here in my little oasis uh watching the trees come into bloom in a place that to me in my life is actually a, a very much a sanctuary I come here like with friends for kind of weekends but I also come here on my own a lot just to kind of uh regroup and reboot and re-nourish so it's 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 lovely i'm in the woods we have this lovely house we've got space to wander i'm you know loving having some time to breathe and i'm writing again and you know pottering i go to the, i have a little shed that's got a gym i'm kind of getting their uh, pecs nice first time in rather a long time and i'm actually really loving this time I'm, I'm, i mean I'm, I'm i'm loving it so much to the point that i'm kind of fearful of its ending of having mm. to go back to, into into the real world that's my biggest my one anxiety is that how will i how will i fare how will i have the time you know <laughs> i know i feel like all these lovely things that as you say just to echo it's really hard for a lot of people what's going on right now um but uh there are some elements that i've really enjoyed and i feel like they will just slip out of my hands as soon as the world returns to normal um and i think it's that thing <clears> of like if you've long if you if you've longed for a uh, a situation that is similar to what you're having now if like in your life you know, oh i really want to go to that house and be there for a while 
then it's this is lovely. Uh, um, so you don't come into it w with resistance or with fear. You come into it with like, oh gosh, a terrible thing has happened, but what a lovely opportunity it's given me. So that's where I am right now. Yes, I agree. And I've been doing loads of exercise as well because you see, my I'm here with my husband. They, as an office, do they all do the gym together when, when they're normally at work, they all go to the gym together. So oh they've been doing their gym sessions on Zoom every day at midday. So that's so, kind of hot. Yeah. And I've been joining in. When they, so do, little, when they, do, this at, they do this at work. So they'll all go to the gym together at 11 every day. 11? Anyway. Just leave their offices and go to the gym. There's a gym in the building. Don't worry. What's this they, country coming to? They've got this. They've got it worked out. They never let them out. I just imagine them doing it in their suits, actually. I like that better. No, they're all sort of in their gym kit, which is equally hot. And um, so I've been joining. Little Twiggy Me has been joining in. <laughs> and now the trainer um, has said he wants me to send him photos of what I've been eating. <laughs> oh, so I see. How truthful should I be? Oh, totally truthful, Christopher. It looks, it looks worse when you see it in photos at the well, end of the day, the isn't point. it? that's the point. That's when you quantify it like that. That's why you've got to, that's why people ask you to do that so that you can actually go, geez, you peeps, I didn't realise I'd eaten so many, so much cake. A whole bar of chocolate hazelnut or whatever it was called. I, 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 do you know what? I've been trying to make bread. I did it once. I don't really eat bread normally. And then the other day I had this sort of, I just sort of woke up and thought I'm going to make focaccia, like a sort of, you know, it's like a sort of. One of those films where a nun gets a vision, <laughs> and I um, and I did, I did it, but I think the flour was wrong, and it's turned. I've decided to keep it in my fridge to thicken stews with. That's what I'm going to do with it. Right for catch It's this, it's this wartime thriftiness I am you know, loving. I love, I what I love right now when I open someone's fridge, and that's not a euphemism. I always <laughs> um, um, you know, heart, my heart is warmed when I see a full fridge not just full of new things bought from the supermarket but you know tupperwares little bags half full of things you know things that they saved things that are yeah. pickled my fridge is like that right now it's a mass of little bowls and things of you know and, and i and i'm just loving i'm loving kind of looking in the fridge and thinking i could make a curry with that well it's funny you mentioned tupperware alan because the homo sapiens inbox is I like to think the cultural hub of queerness. Um, and I'm one of the emails... the Tupperware uh, connection. Yeah. Well, hold, hold tight, dear passenger, if we're going to continue our yes, sorry, uh, Homo yes. sapiens plane theme. Shall I put away my uh, device? Uh, please put, well, put it on airplane mode. Uh, if what... Uh, you may think there is no link. Rachel. I'm not going to say a surname because I don't know who she is. She might not. She has said, yes. that sent us an email that the subject heading is Tupperware style parties thrive online amid, amidst CV19. Hello, please see news. Please see below news regarding Tupperware style parties, party shopping in the UK, which has seen an unexpected boost following COVID-19 with virtual Tupperware parties. Style? What does that mean? Tupperware style? Vir like, I don't know. Virtual parties not, now taking place online. Not. And they're selling things. I, she says, the UK's army of side hustlers, there were, uh, uh, are selling things online. Don't know. The sort of point is, that I'm trying to make is we get some yes. very strange emails. I see. Got it. Okay. And uh, we also you got one. 
Please. I once, for my 45th birthday, I thought I was, just felt I was so middle-aged. Well, you know, that is, if you're supposed to live to three score years and ten. Oh, that's only 80. Well, anyway, 45, I thought, that's officially middle-aged, right? And everyone yes. goes, no, no, you're not. You think, oh, shut up. You know, 70 is not the new 20. No. Um, so I thought, what will I do? I, I'll try and do something that I feel is the most middle-aged thing I can do um, as a laugh for my 45th birthday party. So I had a Tupperware party. Did you? A real Tupperware lady came to my house and it was <laughs> absolutely fantastic. Were also, you... I don't think she could believe her luck. Like a bunch, like, you know, 30 queer people all buying. It's like a, like for a, like for a pandemic they were buying. She sold so much stuff and she said hilarious things. She said, she said things like, and this bowl was designed by Brooke Shields. I was like, was it? And then she said, and this jug is in the Museum of Modern Art. I was like, no, it isn't. But anyway, it was like a show. They do a show and they have Tupperware dollars and it was such fun. Really? I thoroughly recommend it. Although I have to say, you know, with all this plastic thing, I don't, it's so difficult now. I don't really, it's great to save things and put them away and, you know, and recycle food and things, but just all this plastic and Tupperware. That's the thing I worry about. Yes, I hear you, but um, it can be quite, as long as you're keeping it forever. I've got Tupperware that I've had for... Tupperware is forever. Actually, last, you know what I did yesterday? I was I was cooking and a Tupperware thing with some ramps in it was mm-hmm. too near the flame and I smelled a funny smell and it burnt the side of a Tupperware, the, the, the grill, the, the cooker. Oh. So I had to throw away my Tupperware because it would be... But with Oh, I, I was going to say, with this wartime thriftiness, I hope you still ate it. <laughs> oh, I moved it. I quickly moved the ramps out of there, but I had I chucked the Tupperware. Oh, I see. Well, recycle. listen, your your carbon footprint's pretty low, I would say. Now, on to the next email. Yes. From Rad has emailed with the subject heading Alan's Duck. <laughs> <laughs> yes. What and I, t- when <laughs> I saw that, I thought, I, Jerry, Lala. Um, hello, you well, two. Can you hear Jerry and Lala above me? Can you hear them? Glance upstairs. I actually really just- can. It's like the others. Remember that film with Nicole Kidman. <laughs> yes. This is this is an episode of the others right now. Oh, there's Lala. There's I forgot she's in this room. Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry, Lala. Oh, she's on my lap. I didn't realize. Uh, Rad says this is subject heading Alan's duck. Hello, you two. It's Rad calling from Madrid. Having having just done a full day tele teaching, I was ready for a cuppa on my roof and to listen to season four. Nice to have you and your mellow tones back, Christopher, and welcome to Alan Cumming. Well, your duck may be broken, Alan, but it was a joy to listen to as it broke. (laughs) Oh, Rad. (laughs) (laughs) This is just getting better for Rad. Um, Alan, I had the pleasure of a fun night at your club coming last year and I hope it's doing well. And I love the feel of the place. Congrats. Although I nearly didn't get in as I was asked for ID. I was 53 at the time. New York compliment, question mark. Luckily, I had my passport on my phone. Phew. Well, oh, that's nice. Well, the thing is, it's not re- it's not really because c- it's it's not really connected to your age. You've got to ha- you're supposed to have ID. You just need to say who you are, you're right? Just, yeah, just so that and so some so you have to show your ID to get in. It's just a rule on certain nights. It's also for for underage things, but you know, I get asked for my ID uh, something not at club coming because they obviously know me. You're the boss. Bar, but yeah, but uh, oh, I'm glad you had a nice time. Darren Tadeshi has been in touch as well. Mm. Um, What's he saying? Darren says, um, hey guys, just finished Mr. Stephen Fry's interview. Alan has defo fitted in and this series appears to look like it would just keep on chugging along. Although I won't lie, I do miss the former presenters, Giggles and Nibbles. 
former presenter Will. He had good giggles and great nibbles. Wanted to write that I would like to be in with a chance for a Homo sapiens t-shirt, hoodie or whatever apparel it is you have in stock. Well, you've got a review if you want a free one. Darren. I think he did. That was the review. What, what, how did you know about... The, oh, no, the, review on the, Apple Podcasts, though. Uh, how did yeah. you know about Will's nipples? No, nibbles. I think that was the Skype line <laughs> coming. <click. laughs> also, because I said Will has wonderful nipples. Did you think I did then just said yes? Will I does thought have he meant nipples. nipples. I thought it was nipples. I thought. I'd, how did you hear... Did you talk about Will's nipples on the last season? No, I think nipples. Nipples. Because you're always having biscuits and stuff. Mm. Uh, you don't know what I'm having right now, uh, mm-hmm. Rad. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Is it mm-hmm. Rad? That's Darren. Uh, sorry, Darren. I, what I'm having right now is a vegan protein shake. Oh, what's so in that? What do you think, what do you think of my nibbles? Um, uh, there's <laughs> vegan protein, almond milk, this omega oil stuff, apple cider vinegar, wheat germ, flaxseed, a banana, some pineapple. <laughs> the kitchen sink. And I think that's it. And then you just squish it in the little uh, the, 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 the liquidizer thing. Do you I have, have a, what's it called? One of those like me- mega blades or whatever they're called. I've got, it's, it's called a pulse or a boom or something. I can't yeah. remember what it's called, but it's one of those ones. It's like a, and it's got a thing you put over the blade when it's, you know, because it's so dangerous. Oh, right. Yeah. It's okay. like a, what's it called? It's, it's got something very sort of phallic and kind of ejaculatory as a name. Yeah. They always like. You'd think they were going to change the world, but it's just a blender. They just make you some, they squish up some stuff. Lizzie's been in touch. Hi, Chris and Alan. Loving the podcast being back. I wanted to share a little queer joy with you. My partner Katie and I were due to get married on Good Friday, but obviously we weren't able to do so because of the lockdown. So we made a little video in the garden with our cat and we hope you guys like it. And then she sent us a YouTube link called... The Legford Unwedding, and uh, it's a video. We're going to watch a YouTube video which, on a podcast. W- well, I, I'm, <laughs> I was going to describe it. You're going to describe a <laughs> This is scintillating. It's a beautiful, well, try <laughs> this on for size. Thank you, Alan. Describe away. Keep going. It's a beautiful video of somebody's yeah. wedding day, uh-huh. and they've, they've done them, they've lined the whole garden with gin, because it's a gin theme, and they've mm-hmm. done their whole wedding ceremony on uh in a little youtube video oh isn't that sweet is that it it's her and her wife yeah that's it just just the happiest day of their lives oh that's nice (laughs) i'm glad i'm glad you described that to us well it's lovely to get alan's blessing isn't it goodness me (laughs) happy everything girls happy everything and then um We've had a message from one of the doctors working on the front line against coronavirus. Hey guys, uh, Sconnell, Connell, uh, no, Stu must be his name. I don't know where I got Sconnell from. It's because I'm obsessed with a guy from normal people, Connell. Oh, Um, yes. uh, Hey guys, so thrilled Homo Sapiens is back. Missing Will, of course, but Alan is a perfect addition to the team. I've always enjoyed his wit and candour. I'm an anaesthetist, so work has been a bit strange lately. Episode one was the perfect pick-up. Pick-me-up, driving home from a set of night shifts. Can't wait for the rest of the season. Keep safe and best wishes, Stu. Ah, oh, that's lovely. I've got two things Isn't to that say sweet? to that. Please. Number one, I, f- I forgot to tell you this. My friend Whitney ran into Will in LA when they were walking their dogs. No way. 
Yes. She said, because she used to have this deaf dog called, as you call and it had one eye was blue and one eye was something, well, maybe it wasn't blue, but a different colour of eyes. So she called it Bowie, Bowie, you know. Oh, okay. After David. And uh, that was, and so, and he was deaf as well as having odd eyes. And um, not David anyway, Bowie. No, her dog. <laughs> and um, and then he died. And then anyway, she's got this new dog now. So she was walking him recently in LA and she, and she met Will, who had a deaf dog. So she texted me and said, I met a friend of yours. He has a deaf dog too. I said, who? She said, Will Young. Isn't that funny? He has yeah, because he's, he's rescued one, right, in LA. Right. Anyway, second thing I wanted to say was... Please. Um, what was it about? Oh, anaesthetist. Yes, this nice man is an anaesthetist. And mm. I... Um, have you ever had a colonoscopy? I haven't. But I've, I... had quite, I've had quite a few because it's America and they try to get you to have things because it costs money but i actually did i had because i went for one uh a little early my old doctor you might as well have one and i had funny nodules whatever they have up there oh yeah to get them thingy down and then i've got to keep going for a every three years or something for a checkup blah blah anyway um because the weird thing about america is terrible healthcare, right because it's not not everyone has access to it but if you're lucky enough i'm in the screen actors guild and they have really good insur- health insurance so you you get all these things i get better you know Mm. Or I go, I go to all these different doctors and get all these tests that I would never get in Britain, actually. But um, so I'm just lucky white person. That's all. But anyway, my point is, anaesthetist. I when I go when when you in America when you go for a colonoscopy, they put you under. They give you an anaesthetic, and I love it. I love it because <laughs> I sort of think of it as practice for dying. Because it's like you're you're thinking, oh, he's going to do that thing. He's going to make me count backwards. Oh, I see. Here we go. Oh, that's quite nice. Quite nice. Woozy feeling. Oh my god, I'm going to die. I'm never going to come out of this. Oh well, yeah. it's fine. And then you're out. So it sort of feel you go through that panic. Yeah. And I sort of. So anyway, the last time I went to the anaesthetist, I uh, to for a colonoscopy, I was chatting to him as I just, right before I was about to get the the thing, and he said, I, I, I said, oh, you're about to give me the thing, aren't you? And he goes, yeah. And I went, I actually love this moment. He went, you do? Nobody loves it. And I went, oh, I do. And I could, I went, oh, it started. And he went, why do you love it? And I went, because it's kind of practice for dying. And then I went, oh my God, that's the last thing you want to hear right now. And then I went out. And then he said, just telling him that his patient was practicing dying. Yeah, I can't feel my legs. <laughs> <laughs> I will come back one time. And then the other thing that happened to me in the, in the, uh, I think a different, uh, Colonoscopy, or maybe it was the same one. I woke up in the middle of it. Oh, so I was. So I woke up. I I came to, and there was a screen on the wall, and it said Alan coming on. I thought, oh, I'm on TV. You know, it's not that (laughs) unusual. I thought I was. I wonder what I'm in. I'm thinking I woke up in some hotel room and I was random. Oh, it's Circle of Friends. And then I looked up and it was the inside of my colon was on TV. And I went, oh. And they went, no. oh, Mr. Cumming. Are you? They were all sort of chatting. And Mr. Cumming. And, and they went, can you feel anything? And I said, I can feel a big thing up my bum. And then they gave me the anesthetic and I went out again. <laughs> what a stressful uh, visit to days. the hospital. That's unbelievable. That's the I, the one thing I live in fear of is waking up under anaesthetic and it's happened to you. That is it's terrifying. It's happened to me. I, yeah, I, I felt the fear and did it anyway. It's, it was hilarious. But I just love the fact I thought I was on TV. Yeah. You're like, I don't remember this scene. Well, it's the thing <laughs> in my life. I see things, I see myself on TV all the time and I have no recollection of it. Even like recently. you know. But you, you did recognise your own colon. I don't know. <laughs> I know I that anywhere. I, I just, I just think I, I can't remember. I mean, I know it's me because it's my face, and uh, you know, but I can't remember seeing those lines. Can't remember wearing those clothes. You just sort of do it one day, and you forget about it. You never see it, mm. and especially older things, like when you've done things thirty years ago or something. You, you think, who's that young version of me? 
Who's that young buck? Now, um, shall we do a uh, review of the week? One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let's, for a t-shirt. Um, so, listeners, we want to hear about your lockdown, by the way, so please keep writing in and we want to know what yes, you think please. about the episodes. Um, so please do that as well. Let's do a little review of the week. Let's head over to Apple Podcasts. Do we have a score? Do you have like a number of stars or something? Yeah, so they can do a star. They can do stars. Do we and have an they... average star? Oh, yeah. Um, I think it's 4.7 out Ooh, of 5. Out of 5? Yeah. Pretty good. Pretty good, huh? Um, Not so shabby. We sort of read out three normally and then we pick our favourite. Okay. Historically, we tend to pick the rudest one as our favourite. Okay. Um, so let me have a look. <clears throat> Mad Knitter 74 sets. <laughs> I like her already. I'm assuming it's a, a she. How very sexist of me. Isn't that funny? I did as well. Yes. We all need to do some work, don't we? Is it? Does it is the gender of the person revealed? It's not, Ooh. but we're assuming. Um, terrible. Yes. Uh, so Let's see they. They. I love this podcast, Capital Love. Chris, Brackets, Will and Alan are delightful and the guests are so frank honest, uplifting and heartbreaking. I love Alan's stories about his colon. No, that's not real. <laughs> As a parent to a newly gay out teenager, it's teaching me so much that I need and want to learn. Thank you. Oh, that's Aww. nice. That's lovely. That's, that's really sweet, no? Um, uh. On the less friendly scale, uh -oh. uh, I'm not... Oh, I should probably say as well, we got five stars for the last one. This one, one star. Oh, I'm not a right winger, but uh oh god, here we is go. The headline, <laughs> Alan. I feel like you and this guy are destined, or girl, <laughs> or person. They, I am gay, and I and find this supposedly entertainment podcast extremely partisan. So, if you're not a Corbyn <clears throat> fan, or even in favour of the perfectly acceptable position of leaving the EU, don't bother. You'll end up f effed off. Okay. So that's, we bless uh, you with our, your. We bless you with our love. Oh, that was my thing. Thing I've got. Did you hear that? No. I've got a, a, a meeting. Time for a colonoscopy. What's that one? For, you do, I don't want. To You've got a Zoom colonoscopy. I've got, I've got to go. No, <laughs> I, I think we should say to this. I think we should say to this person, we bless you with our love and we mm -hmm. release you from our lives. 
I like that. I like that. That's very good. Um, but thanks for the feedback. You know, we aim to please. Really enjoyed <laughs> chatting. Yeah. Um, Bye-bye. Peanut UK, five stars, says, Wow, where have you been all my life? Utterly entertaining and very informative. Honest conversation about complex topics while sim- simultaneously celebrating everything LGBTQ+. That's, That's a five-star nice. review from Peanut. That sounds, that's so nice it sounds made up. You know this is mean? from from Chris Sweeney, from Grant Schaefer. <laughs> Chris Sweeney's mum. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, she doesn't listen to this podcast. How is, right. how is your mum, uh, your mother-in-law uh, coping with Helen McCrory's hair? Because well, <laughs> people, listeners might not know, but in this new thing on TV that's been on TV called the, what's it called? The quiz. Quiz, quiz about the cheating on um, who wants to be a millionaire. Uh, Helen McCrory plays a barrister and that barrister in real life is Chris's husband's mum. Correct. And when they, were, when they were watching it, she was pissed off that Helen's hair wasn't right. <laughs> and that she's, <laughs> she's well, listen, I, fame is quite the tonic. She's sort of forgotten about all of that. And now everyone keeps texting her saying, oh my God, you're in that TV show. That, oh, that's um, good. And they said, and when she goes in the show, when she invites the Major Tom and the people from Who Wants to Be a Millionaire who cheated. Was he called Major Tom? Anyway, the guy Something who like cheated. That. Yeah, the coughing man. Yeah, the coughing major, that was it. Just pouring um, some tea in case you think I'm just, you know. Urinating. myself, yeah. Um, the, when she invites them into her office, she says, would you like tea, coffee or vodka? Um, and that's what Helen McCrory says in the show. And yeah. William's mum is like, I would never say that. That's unbelievable. But she's kind of loving it as well. So I've had her a mug made that says tea, coffee or vodka. And then uh, Sonia Woodley. Nice. April <coughs> that's nice. Isn't that nice? Yes. Alan, would you like to pick a... I feel like as we're breaking your duck of Homo sapiens extra. Yes. I think you should choose the winner. I... Can we have a drum roll? In the interests, in the interest of magnanimity and reaching across the aisle and smothering people with love, I am going to say we should send the T-shirt to that person who gave us one star and is fucked off with us. There. Ooh. Listen, turn the other cheek as the Bible with Absolutely. all its wonderful learnings has given. Absolutely. Us. Maybe you'll maybe you'll think again about. Uh, my um, lefty opinions, our lefty opinions, and uh, and reason that we are kind people, and we have Brilliant. only your um, safety and health and future as our concern. Have well, a t-shirt. Let's get to it. Is their name? So please write in to hello at homosapienspodcast dot com. And um, gosh, but we... if he doesn't listen anymore, if he's not listening anymore, he won't listen in, will he? You won't, you won't write in. Well, what's quite funny is that when people have slagged it off and then I, we've given them the prize, then they've written in and said, hey, it's me. So <laughs> he might do. Mm, but why don't we, should we give one to the mum of the, or the, the parent, the parent of the gay teenager the that we decided of the gay was the mum? Yeah, that, so that'd be nice. Yes, let's give one to the, and she can wear it proudly. Uh, and her child will say, why are you wearing that t-shirt, mum, that's not supporting my Mad knitter. Madnitter74, please write in. <laughs> and please let us know if you're a mum or a dad or a they or whatever. Because we've. Yes, and what is your child? Because I've got some ideas of what you could knit for them once we oh, have their gender and their um, interests. What would you. Oh, yes. Um, okay. And um, so that was 
uh, felt really good to be back handing out T-shirts, I must say. And can <laughs> anyone, um, anyone who has not received a T-shirt, just let me know and I'll make sure it gets posted to you because the postal system at Homo Sapiens Heights is a little creaky. So, anecdote roulette. Enter stage left Alan Cumming, who is... Du, du, du. I asked you listeners to tell us. I just said on Instagram... Name a well-known person, more obscure, funny, the better. Boy, oh boy, did you get the tone. So you've come at me with all these hilarious names. And we have to see if Alan Cumming has probably ended up in <sighs> some form of high jinx with them. So I'm shall doing push-ups right now. I'm doing push-ups. Yeah. Bum, bum, banana. Bum, bum, bum. Oh, it's so hard to choose, but I'm going to go with brr, Miriam Margulies. <laughs> well, of course, recently on uh, the Graham Norton show, I was a guest and so was Miriam. I was on doing with Dan Radcliffe and we were doing Endgame. And Miriam <laughs> went <laughs> off on, I mean, she's, she's sort of, I think her role on that show is like to be a little girl showing her knickers. Do you know what I mean? That's what <laughs> everyone said to us. They kept talking about the Miriam bomb. I said, like, what? What, prior anyway, to the recording? Yeah. The producers and everyone, they came in, the researchers, they would all talk about it. And uh, I was like, oh, all right. And then, of course, I went on and I was, you know, I bombed. I was bombed by Miriam. But I was, I stood up to her. She said to me things like, she started, I, foreskin was mentioned. And she started talking about, you know, ridiculous things about foreskin. And um, and then, uh, uh, then, she, then also about, I talked about being bisexual and she sort of she's she it's sort of interesting she does this thing where she kind of says something contentious and slightly mean slightly mean spirited for a laugh that kind of way that british english i would say more so people do kind of like say something slightly mean as a kind of it's a sort of a, a trope in their comedy and then when she's challenged on it like i like as i did she kind of pulls back and then mm. and then sort of goes oh but i'm actually very concerned and interested about this too so she did that a yes. couple of times yes but, but the thing the interesting thing is if you don't challenge people like that they don't pull back and they just kind of are sort of these kind of jaded uh, kind of slightly mean people. So I didn't, uh, and, and you know, when it's an older lady, like when someone who looks and has the sort of aura of Miriam saying things about Dick or who she had to blow to get a job as a nun in a TV show, you know, it's hilarious. But actually, I think at its core, it's slightly mean. So anyway, I stood up to it and it was fine. And then, but the funniest thing ever I've got about Miriam is years and years and years and years and years ago, in like probably the 80s, late 80s, there was a thing, a gala for Crusade, I think, the AIDS charity. And she came on and everyone was like, what's she doing here? And she came on and she told the story about how once she'd got stranded on some Greek island, she had to get back to her hotel. And so the, she it was a little fisherman said she could hire his, he would, he would row her back, you know, and she would pay him money. And, but the thing was, what she didn't realize was she had to like give him a hand job uh, as, as the payment. So she did this hilarious mic and she had to row as well. So he and she was trying to row with one hand and give the man a hand job with the other. <laughs> it was the funniest thing ever. So I've always thought she was absolutely hilarious, and I still think she's hilarious. And she's she was so sweet. She came to see Endgame and came backstage and saw us and everything like that. Oh, uh, did she? Yeah. yeah she she. It was really funny because I watched you on that Graham Norton when she was mean to you. And what was it she said? Did she say, "Oh, I did, you you went bisexual or something?" And you were like, "Well, I would know because I'm me." Something, something like that. I can't remember. Yeah. Well, she said, "I oh, I can't remember." There's a couple of things she went. But she can uh, be snarky, right? And she yeah. and it, and I thought you were great. Just you know because I it was like I the saw, man. But it's like the one star review. I smothered her with love. 
Well, you did, but you kind of... Stare in um, love. The, the therapy speak would be that you held your shape. You didn't let her... You didn't just go, ha, 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 and laugh it off and then no. be annoyed. You kind of said, said yeah. hey, like, that's not right. But you were still yes. playful and polite, which I think I think was a bit of a masterclass, if I'm honest. Thanks. Because it's about, you know, sticking up for yourself, but politely. I, yes. And actually, the thing, I remember one of the things you said about uh, bisexuality. And I remember I said, I said, actually, it's, you know, I'm glad you brought this up, uh, mm. uh, Miriam, because I think that you know, sexuality for me has always been grey. It's not people want it to be black, black and white. It's grey. And I think that's really important. And that and everybody liked that. And, and I think I made a good point. And I think sometimes in those shows when people do that, or sometimes when, like when I got married to Grant the first time in uh, London, one uh, uh, an outlet in America, a uh, sort of web, gossip web place, I shall not give it credence by saying its name, said, if you don't give us the exclusive on your store on your wedding, like who famous is there and blah blah blah, we will tell we will print the address. We know what it is. We're going to print the address of where where you. So there'd be paparazzi and everything that would go. And so we're black. That's blackmail. That's what you call oh blackmail. But because of that, because we knew it was we 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 had to go public with it. We then made a statement uh, in a bigger and for People magazine actually in a much bigger and you know less gossipy way about how about the fact that we couldn't get married in America and we hoped that we would be able to soon. And actually this was, we would like to be able to celebrate our love there, but also like make sure that everyone has the same legal rights as a, any any straight person. So actually out of a terrible thing, mm. a sort of uh, awful situation, or, and I'm not saying that the thing with Miriam was a terrible <laughs> thing, but slightly kind of, you know, adversarial uh, moment, you, something good came out of it. And well, you had the, I you, yeah, because I, I felt that you took the minute to just actually go, no, 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 hang on. And it's sort of a similar thing with the wedding. It's like, yes. no, 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 I'm not happy with that. What's it called again? Anecdote roulette. Ba -ba -da -ba -ba. I love a jingle. Let's try Wormhole of the Week, Ellen. This can, we can break your duck on Wormhole of the Week. And if you like okay. it. Mm -hmm. I'm going to so, look at my history on my um, thing there. Uh, um, if, uh, so Wormhole of the Week is that thing where you end up starting somewhere, e.g., oh, I must go online and buy some cucumbers. I've got a good one. And then you end up somewhere completely random, e.g., uh, Naomi Campbell having a cat fight with someone. And you sort of have to talk through how you got from where to where. So right, um, right. Do you, So, what was your starting point and what was your end point? My starting point was an abbey in the south of Ireland. <laughs> And my end point was that I had been I had been photographed by Ron Galella, who's the man who was the paparazzi who like uh, pestered Jackie O. And there's a documentary about him. <laughs> Pester to Jackie O. Yeah, pestered. He would follow her like he was he was obsessed with her. And he'd followed oh. her every day for years and years, and eventually she had to get a restraining order and everything like that. I think. And then he then he, there was a there was a, doc, a really interesting documentary about him. He was just obsessed with her. And but he... I was fine. Should I tell you how I got there? Yeah, yeah. So I was looking for because I'm writing, I was looking for to try and find out more about this abbey that I'd stayed in when I made Circle of Friends in Ireland a million years ago, because there was a horse, there was horses in this field across from the abbey, and I would see them every day when I was kind of waiting to go to work, and then one day I came back from a gap in London, and I had sh I'd, uh, recorded the lines of Black Beauty, I was the voice of Black Beauty in that last Black Beauty version, I am beauty, no. and I was, and I was, and then I came back, 
And all of a sudden, in that field where the horse, where, where, where I was staying up opposite the abbey, was a black horse with a white bit on its head, just like Black Beauty. I was like, what's Shut going up. on? And then it, it came walking towards me. It was like a, one of these weird, you know, fever dreams. And I thought, gosh, I, I was nuzzling Black Beauty. I thought, none of the other horses ever came to me. And now this one's coming as well. Anyway, I thought, I couldn't remember where it was. and all this. So I looked it up and it's called Noctofer Abbey. And I found a whole thing about it. And that was really interesting and kind of lovely to remember those little, like the rooms that I, we all stayed and we went to different people's rooms and had drinks each night. Anyway, then I sort of was thinking about more things about Circle of Friends and about when had I, I went for the, to the premiere in LA and it was the first time I'd gone there. And I remember when I was at the premiere, they, all the news teams outside and they, one of them said to me, could you look down the lens and say, I'm Alan Cumming and I'm on E. And I was like, I can't say that. <laughs> <laughs> because I didn't know there was an E channel uh, then. <laughs> and I just thought they were trying to get me to say I was on class A drugs, which I wasn't <clears throat> at the time. But um, anyway, and then I, so I, then I found... I remember thinking, you know, wasn't blah blah at the premiere? So I went to blah blah, went to Getty Images, and I saw a photo of myself looking like ten years old. Drew Barrymore, apparently, was that's when I first met Drew Barrymore that night. And the photo, the photographer was Ron Galella, who was this amazing kind of, no. you know, who this documentary is about, and he was this kind of crazy. Obviously, Jackie O had died by this point, so his attentions turned elsewhere. But yeah, so I was photographed by him, and I didn't even know it. Wow. What about you? So my wormhole of the week was I started on looking up Sherpa fleece on eBay. Why? Which is fleece material that you can buy because I wanted to make a cushion out of fleece material because I'd seen from, some image somewhere deciding it looked like it would be nice. And you buy it from a Sherpa? So that's the style. So a bit kind of woolly. Oh. Right, and then I was thinking, and then I was thinking about how it's completely impossible to find. Oh, so that that was where I started, but then I ended up on cycling routes in London slash Jamila Jamil. So, <laughs> so please explain. I'll explain. So I'm looking for fleece online, and yeah. then I'm looking at all the delivery times, and they're all like four four weeks away. So then yeah. I was like, this isn't good. This is because of lockdown. So I think I need to start growing vegetables. So then I ended up on potato bags. So I got some potato bags so that I could just grow some potatoes. You've seen yeah, the photos. I indeed. Beautiful results. Stunning. And then I thought, uh, and then I thought, well, actually, do you know what? This is the new, the new normal, as everyone keeps saying. So then I started looking at, at London cycling routes because I was like, how am I going to get around in London? I'm going to have to cycle. Uh -huh. So then I thought maybe I need to live somewhere that is on a cycling route. So that's uh -huh. when I ended up on cycling routes. And then and somehow yeah. something must have popped up on the side that linked me to Jamila Jamil, who did this brilliant Instagram story about the portrayal of women in media. And it was sort of about this idea of why is it you hate people, but you can't work out why, particularly women. And she does this whole really clever little catalogue of like the arc of like when you start being put in articles with a slightly crazy face like Meghan Markle or something mm. going Meghan has another you know yes. uh, tantrum Outburst. or whatever yes. yeah and how it contributes to this idea of people like Taylor Swift who everyone's like I don't know why but I find her annoying and it's actually got right. nothing to do with the person I thought right. the way Gwyneth she did as it well she's got that thing yeah Gwyneth and she went on and all these people were diving in with suggesting other people who had the same thing and it was really beautifully simply put together and I was like yeah it's really fascinating oh I must look at that yeah I think yeah, that's really interesting stories. that idea that sort of um pack mentality of being told that it's okay to dislike something or someone you know what I think is a very good example of that mm. crocs crocs <laughs> 
Because I we're agree. All, we're all, I love Crocs. And we're all told... And also, I've got some really stylish Crocs. They do, everyone thinks of the, the crumpy ones, which I love. I'm going to go to, into my gym now. The and ones I with the crystals at, on? Uh, no, no, no. They're sort of... They're, they're just <laughs> like... They're like, just like, look like, um, you know, slip, um, kind of like deck shoes or something. They're different. Yeah, ones, my sister wears Crocs them. stuff. I've got boots, I've got all sorts. But like right now, I'm going to work out in my Crocs. Um, we didn't need to know that. But anyway, my, my point is that the, there's this thing in our culture that it was okay. Everyone was allowed to hate Crocs. And it's almost like, you know, like when you go on holiday and there's always someone that everyone's pissed off with that sort of holiday hate. It's like that, but on a mass scale. And I think sometimes, I think it's what this article is talking about, the way that our culture, um, it's almost like we need to have a, a target for our hatred. And of course, it comes, it mostly is at women and within the case of Meghan Markle, there's a whole uh, layer of, of racism in it as well. It's really interesting. And with Crocs, it was just like, they were just inanimate shoes, rubber little shoes. I mean, I don't, it's just, ugh, it's so interesting. I have to say though, I just was thinking more and more about um, how I admire Meghan Markle and Prince Harry for just getting out of that toxic situation. And whatever they do and everything, who cares? But they were in a thing where it was obviously that that household, that sort of, it must be awful. The rules, the etiquette, the kind of, the, just the entrenched sort of fuddy-duddiness and new people with, of, of colour come into that thing and they just can't handle it. And I'm sure it was awful for them both. And I, I really admire them for, you know, when you're in, it's like when you've had a bully and what do you do? You just think, I'm going to get away from this bully. I'm going to just, you know, make my own life and not stand So do it. I. It's like, you know, they're like, fine, we're going to leave. And everyone's like, oh, you're just power, fame, hungry. It's like, well, we're leaving. So we're not. Goodbye. Yeah. Yeah, we're not going to talk to the press. And blah, blah. Um, anyway, so that concludes Anecdote Roulette, Jake. Um, <laughs> that's uh, that Wormhole. Wormhole. No, I know. It was a bad Wormhole joke. Wormhole of the week. Let's do that. Wormhole I like of the that. week. <laughs> a bit of baritone in our Homo, homo oh, Sapiens yeah. extra. Yes. Wormhole of the week. We got it together, baby. Barry White. Alan. That yes. concludes the odyssey of lockdown laughs and japes that is Homo Sapiens Extra this week. How was it for you? It was fun. It was really fun. I've been mm -hmm. sitting here with a cup of tea and a vegan shake, looking at you on the Zoom, having a laugh, having a few buttons pressed, being provocative. Being would you informed. consider? Would you? <laughs> would you consider doing is that an another Apple? plane? It's another plane. It sounds like a Spitfire. It does. They're all like propeller planes. And other things to tell you about listeners is please go to Apple Podcasts to rate and review. Please yes. write to us on hello homo sapienspodcast.com. Tell us what you think about the episodes. Please tell us what you're doing in lockdown. We want to hear from you, don't we, Alan? Yes. And also suggest people for anecdote roulette. Yeah, you got to. Please suggest Gosh, people for anecdote roulette. Do you roulette. know what? I'm looking outside my window now and there are clouds scudding across the sky. It's getting rather dark and I've got a quilt on the line airing. Uh-oh. Well, go. Alan has got to do his laundry <laughs> but anyway it's just lovely I really enjoyed it and I can't wait for um, next time next week Cynthia Nixon no less is our guest it's a lovely really Cynthia. brilliant yes fascinating episode. woman hilarious and very insightful and uh, just a really great person please tune in bye everybody bye Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Powered by Spirit Studios.